the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI has died at age 95. Here's correspondent George Williams. The retired Pope's frail health had taken a turn for the worse earlier this week, prompting a request for prayers from his successor. Pope Francis was elected in 2013 after Benedict resigned, becoming the first Pope in 600 years to do so. The former Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger was elected in 2005 following the death of the charismatic John Paul II. A theologian and an academic, Benedict maintained a quiet life of prayer in retirement, emerging only occasionally for special events and selected writings. George Williams reporting. Former President Trump's business taxes have been released by the House Ways and Means Committee, and a Texan Republican congressman is responding. The details from House correspondent Bernie Bennett. The House Ways and Means Committee on Friday released six years' worth of former President Trump's tax returns, totaling more than 45 documents with hundreds of pages. Texas Republican Congressman Kevin Brady is attacking Democrats for setting what he calls a... Di- It's time to shake off the bad of 2022 and look at things with a new perspective. Will this be the year the Biden administration finally figures out inflation? Will this be the year prices at the pump continue to fall? And will this be the year Congress actually works together to help the American people? We wouldn't hold our breath on that last one. Whatever 2023 holds, we're sure happy you're spending it with us. Happy New Year. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Escape Minnesota's winter chill and kick back in the sunshine picturesque island of Barbados. That's right. We're giving away a seven-day, six-night stay at the Crane Resort in Barbados. Register once a day between now and January 31st. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. Inside your 1 o'clock hour here on am 1280 The Patriot. Stay tuned. Northern Alliance Radio Network with Mitch Berg coming up. Right now, your weather forecast. Mid-30s is your high today. Cloudy skies into your evening hours. Low around 20. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue shining through all that layer of fresh snow. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. My name Mitch Berg. My blog shot in the dark info, which as of next week will be one month shy of its twenty first birthday. Uh, fully adult, able to get a carry permit in the state of Minnesota, and and no doubt it will. Uh, others' anniversaries coming up this next week, by the way, including next, I believe, almost positive, next Saturday, will be the 19th anniversary 
of the meeting that led directly to the Northern Alliance Radio Network being put on the air. I will save details probably for next week on that one because that's an important, albeit uh, <laughs> not to anyone but me and the rest of the Narn guys, but an important uh, event. It was a whole lot of fun. Actually, it was one of those things that uh, one of my New Year's memories this year, which I'll go into later on in the show here because we'll look back at 2022 and ahead at 2023 in the last hour here today. But it's been it's been two weeks since I've been in here. Last week I did my Evergreen Christmas show, which I recorded probably five years ago. It's been brought to my attention. There's some parts of it that are no longer evergreen enough. And I probably will need to re-record my Christmas show for the next uh, coming five years or so. That's fine. It's always a fun show to do. It's always fun to be able to, to recap some of the things that I think are important about Christmas from a perspective as an American, a conservative, a Christian, a human being. You don't have to be a Christian to observe the spirit of Christmas, uh, for example. It, 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 we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, and no doubt I will wind up down here some winter night uh, when the spirit moves me to re-record that particular special. Because it, it, as much as I enjoy having Christmas, the, the Christmas broadcast off, I have to confess, I sincerely enjoy recording the, uh, the some of these evergreen broadcasts and actually some of the ones, I usually do one for Christmas. I mean, I have been doing one for Christmas for years now. Uh, I did one for the 4th of July for Independence Day because that's usually a weekend I like to be out of town doing family stuff. I usually do one for some indeterminate weekend in April when we have the gun owners rally at the Minnesota State Capitol. Haven't done that in a couple of years. Hopefully we'll be dusting that off or maybe I'll re-record that one too. And I have a Thanksgiving broadcast as well because who doesn't need Thanksgiving weekend off? Let's be honest. Uh, but I'll probably be redoing that. It's one of the, the traditions that I've come to, to, to love about the holiday season. Uh, the, the, all of the holidays, whether you're talking Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, all, all of the holidays that everyone res- observes without real regard to what your faith tradition is here. Now, there's some traditions I don't, by the way, uh, appreciate nearly as much. And uh, some of them are the, the, the people who like to, to mock and taunt those who have worldviews and belief systems in their life. I, I, I get the joke that is Festivus. I just don't laugh at it. I don't care for it. I, it's, a, it's a cynical, tart, acid-tongue joke. It's a funny joke once or twice. And after that, it's like, okay, you're, you're bitter and angry and you don't like the old-fashioned family Christmas. Gotcha. Uh, no, no, no problem coming up with grievances, clearly. I'd like to aim a little higher. That's fine. If it's your thing, God bless you. Aluminum pole, bless you. I don't care. Bless you, whatever you want. Whatever you observe, may it bless you. And uh, and go forth and, and grieve no more. But there's some other traditions that I've had quite enough of. I've spoken for years now of what seems to be public broadcasting, specifically national public radio's uh, conversion around Thanksgiving of, of every year to a constant litany of acid tongue whining about all that is wrong about the holiday season for everyone. And it was interesting. Last week I was driving home from a Christmas party. And I flipped over to, to NPR, to the local NPR affiliate, and listened to, uh, uh, it was actually Christmas Eve. And I was out at my, my son and daughter-in-law's house out in the uh, northeast suburbs. They love to entertain. I love to be entertained. We had a great time. Uh, it's one of the little Christmas traditions I just enjoy a lot. 
I, I enjoy I enjoy family. I enjoy tradition. I enjoy going to church on Christmas Eve. I, I go to a particularly um, elaborate service at a church that is not normally my own on Christmas. A big musical production that just makes me feel good to be out and about on Christmas Eve. But I was driving home from all the above, and I flipped on NPR, so you don't have to. And they were doing their their list of favorite Christmas stories. It was a special on NPR that they were doing to replace whatever was normally on that time of the evening. A, a, a listing or a, a compendium, if you will, of their, uh, quote, favorite Christmas stories. And it's really and it become kind of a tradition there because they're all sort of acid-tongued, sarcastic, not very – sort of the idea is a bunch of artists and storytellers – which, by the way, in the context of listening to NPR, are two of the least promising terms of the English language. When somebody goes on public radio and is identified as a storyteller, uh, get ready to be insulted and to have your time wasted. As a general rule, there's exceptions. I can name them on three fingers of one hand, but that's fine. And they indulged their most insipid and constant Christmas tradition. It's something that they do every year on every national public radio and, and Minnesota public radio station. The inevitable, absolutely routine re-airing of an insipid David Sedaris story about being uh, about being a Santa's elf at Macy's in New York back in, I think, the 1970s. You can find it all over the place. It was actually originally read on All Things Considered back in, I think, the early 1980s. And it's been a tra- literally 35, 40 years now. This has been a tradition on national public radio. And it's for those of you who have not, who have been blessed not to hear it, it's a Christmas story for people who hate Christmas. I mean, feel free not to listen to it ever. I, I did post a link to it on my blog. Uh, right around Christmas time, and feel free not to listen. I, I certainly have done my time, won't listen to it anymore. I flipped it off after just a couple minutes. Uh, and and it, 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 I listened to it. It's the story of a guy, David Sedaris, not an observant religious person, someone who, who is filled with weary cynicism about the season. He gets a job when he's broke and trying to make it as a writer in early 1980s New York and not with much success. Uh, gets a job as a Santa's elf at Macy's, and he goes on to tell the story of of all that of all the misery of life as a service worker, all of which is stipulated, and all of the hollowness and sort of tawdriness of of life in the world of commercial Santa Claus. Which great, thank you. And how awful the children were, how awful the customers were, how uh, how how little he enjoyed it, and what a what a incredibly dilatory elf he was. Turns out, by the way, that nothing about his story checks out, that the management at Macy's, uh, who his boss at Macy's in the 1980s, when fact-checked, because someone in the Washington, D.C. media had to fact-check this story, and for that I guess I'm mildly grateful, but on fact-checking it turned out he was a stellar employee, and he got completely into the spirit of the whole thing. And the, the all of the weary, fashionable, been there, done that, cynicism of the whole story was something he plopped onto his narrative after the fact. Anyway, it, it 
it filled me this Christmas story for people who hate Christmas, even just after the fact. Filled me with a an urge to hear a Christmas story that didn't fill me with an urge to rip my radio out of my car and throw it onto Highway 36. So. I thought I'd switch to a different, much better Christmas story. And it's a story I've written about many times on the blog over the years. Uh, A story that celebrated its 40th anniversary. Yes, 40th anniversary last year about this time. Uh, It was was originally set in 1981 when the communists shut down the Solidarity Labor Movement in Poland. Poland's ambassador, a a fellow named uh, uh, Spasowski, him and his wife, uh, who's... He was a lifelong atheist communist who converted to Catholicism uh, at the behest of his very devout Catholic Polish wife, had an attack of conscience as his government was crushing the demonstrations, and a little bit of patriotism just before Christmas of 1981, and he opted to defect to the United States, which is something communists didn't take kindly to. Uh, They sentenced him to death in absentia, which is certainly taking umbrage, you can say. Uh, and Ronald Reagan, in his in one of his first acts in office, well, towards the end of his first year in office at any rate, reacted the way I think any American in their heart of hearts wants to hear the American uh, government react to the crushing of freedom around the world. He instituted serious, serious sanctions against the Polish communist government and against governments that dealt with them, including the Soviets. Uh, behind the scenes, he started working on sending money via some unlikely allies. Lane Kirkland of the AFL-CIO uh, helped him with this, getting money to solidarity in Poland. Uh, leading eventually, <clears throat> indirectly but surely over the course of the next decade, to the fall of the Berlin Wall, the ending of communism, the end of the Cold War, which was the single event that dominated my entire teens and 20s. And I kind of teased myself a bit by thinking, how, what do you suppose would happen if Joe Biden were in charge for an event like that? And I gave a little shudder because, of course, we've already seen this. I mean, he's left the Iranian, uh, <laughs> the Iranian freedom fighters more or less dangling. He, we, we saw how Afghanistan worked, of which the less said for right now, the better, and on and on and on. But the president was Ronald Reagan, and the speech he gave, his Christmas address to the nation in 1981, that is to say 21 years ago, no, 41 years ago, uh, was in fact the kind of Christmas story that that makes me think this, this is what we need to hear more of in our world, more of what Christmas really is and it leading us to do the right thing. Since National Public Radio will never, ever, ever, ever replay it, I posted a link to it at Shot in the Dark uh, on Christmas, uh, actually Christmas Day, a piece entitled Tradition. Uh, feel free to go check it out. Uh, 651-289-4488. Music today uh, throughout the show from artists that left us prematurely or not over the past year here. Yeah, Naomi Judd. That's a kick in the head. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Mama, he's crazy. He's crazy over me. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. 
Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Twin Cities attorneys, a partner men can count on, 952-209-2929. Online at CordellCordell.com. Offices in Edina. Prescription products require an online consultation with a health care provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey, guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation and discreet shipping if prescribed. You'll love your results. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. After nearly three decades on the sidelines as an Emmy Award-winning reporter, Michelle Tavoy is now coaching us through today's insanity. Check out Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tavoya for her unique and sane perspective. You'll hear from players, coaches, subject matter experts, and key players in the political sphere. Stream Sideline Sanity with our MVP, Michelle Tafoya, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today. AM1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget, Open Your Eyes Radio, our newest local show uh, with Dr. Terry Gelb. Terry Gelb, rather. Saturdays at 9 a.m. on The Patriot, a.m. 1280, Uh First guest, by the way, David Mantle, son of legendary Mickey Mantle, the uh, great New York Yankees star. Uh, so check it out. Every Saturday morning, 9 a.m., a.m. 1280, The Patriot. Everything you need to know about keeping your eyes running. Believe me, as I've gotten past the age of 40, I've uh, noticed... How difficult that can be. Uh, speaking of difficult to be, two weeks ago, this one got past me. Uh, the the debt passing, passing of a great drummer, Dino Donnelly, most famous as a drummer for the Young Rascals of Good Love and Beautiful Morning, You Better Run fame. Or my favorite, uh, Little Stephen and the Disciples of Soul, often heard on this show. 
didn't even know that. He was one of my favorite drummers of all time and one of the best that ever banged on a drumhead. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Uh, plenty of music to get us all the way through the show and, and then some uh, on on the show here today. Yeah, we lost an awful lot of uh, artists this past year. And honestly, it's only going to get much worse. When you think about how many of the musicians around which, I don't know, baby boomers and Generation Xs uh, had their were born in the 1940s or very early 1950s, meaning they're 70 years old or older. I mean... Those that haven't already passed on are, are, are getting down to, I regret to say, on borrowed time here. We will uh, be hearing many more of them who uh, left us this past year, uh, leaving us, well, a lot of great music at any rate. Anyway, uh, speaking of National Public Radio, just to touch on this real quickly, I mean, they, the, the gripe I have was the way they just sort of dump on the whole notion of tradition, the idea of having tradition, the idea of being sentimental about traditions. Anyway. I, I listened to one of their shows, a show called On the Media, about as rarely as I can, because it's basically a, an unthinking cheerleader for America's so-called elite media. I mean, unquestioning fanboys of, of and girls of, of Twin Cities, or Twin Cities and America's so-called elite media. Uh, and their their latest theme, by the way, from uh, I think a week or so ago, two weeks ago. Uh, is participating in the war on nostalgia, as they call it, particularly against the the notion of looking to the past for lessons that might help with the present and the future. And I got to say, it got off to a bad start for me. The the first segment was keynoted by a fellow, sort of a, I I think a historian or sociologist or something, who declaimed in this really typical NPR, I mean classical NPR accent, all mid-Atlantic adenoidal, no different than pretty much all the other male voices on national public radio. What does nostalgia for the 50s get you? You get dead sooner. The life expectancy was 66 years. Now it's 78. As if they think people are so stupid that they think we're pining for the bad stuff. Of earlier era, of, of earlier ages. I mean, you think society could gain by returning to some of the social and moral standards of the past. And you don't have to roll back the good stuff. I mean, we can roll back to the 1950s, but not have, I mean, in terms of, in terms of good traditions, like centering on the family, like the nuclear family, like mothers and fathers putting their kids first and not be nostalgic for things like, I don't know, Jim Crow, like uh, mindless conformity, like beating on people who are different than the, than the mainstream. We can actually, it's a fairly normal human predilection to want what's good, but not what's bad. Anyway, I, I'm not really exaggerating that, by the way. Nostalgia isn't just wanting to derive some wisdom from another time. It's not just that. Uh, no, to them, it's bringing Hitler back to life. You see, you're not learning from the past. You're begging to repeat it, all of it, especially of the worst of it. I mean, they're saying essentially nostalgia is what is bringing rise to the so-called far-right movement, which they would have you believe 
is just ready to burst out and, and inflict on the world the greatest burst of terrorism in the history of humanity. It'll make 9-11 look like, uh, look, look like a 4th of July celebration in comparison. That's what they've been telling us for 15 years. And nostalgia is apparently nothing but wanting Hitler to come back from the dead. A- anyway. One of the dumber things that happened this last year. Uh, another one of the dumber things, by the way, and this is one of those things where I look and think and think, well, how many how many self inflicted wounds does the Republican Party need to give itself? the 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 election uh, on election night of uh, of a number of Republicans uh, to the U.S. Congress from some purplish districts on of all places, Long Island, uh, was one of the things that we looked at this last year and, and thought, yeah, this is this is looking. This this could be a good year for Republicans. I mean, when the when the polling was coming back showing that we could gain as many as six seats uh, on Long Island and upstate New York, I think we wound up gaining like four of them. I mean, unprecedented, really, in in recent years for the Republican Party to do that well in the inner, relatively close suburbs of New York City. Well, one of them turned out to be a little too good to be true. Uh, a fellow named George Santos, who it turns out lied about most everything about his background. And the questions have been coming out from the the peanut gallery on social media. Well, what are we going to do? I mean, we can't allow a liar like this in public life. We can't be having liars represent the American people. Huh. And I got to thinking, yeah. Yeah, we should do something about the liars that represent the American people. Like, for example, a fellow who claimed that he had been imprisoned with Nelson Mandela for speaking out against apartheid in South Africa in the 1970s and 1980s. That would be our president, Joe Biden. By the way, also a fairly renowned plagiarist whose earlier presidential bid dissolved in a wave of ridicule after he was found to have stolen a speech from a Irish-British politician, Neil Kinnock, a labor movement politician in, in, in the U.K., word for word, uh, and lied, lied, about, where do you even start with Joe Biden? Lied about having been in jail with Nelson Mandela. Lied, apparently, by the way, with his good friend Corn Pop, the streetwise uh, pimp who uh, was his advisor for many years, apparently, or so we're, we're, we're told to believe. Also said that he had been a big rig driver, uh, a coal miner, and, a, uh, and recognized as the smartest law student that ever lived wherever he went to college, all of which, by the way, were complete lies. So we, should, we shouldn't have them. Or perhaps people emerging as major figures in woke ideology and the Black Lives Matter movement who are lying about, I don't know, being black? Rachel Dolezal, hero of the American left? Yeah, can't be having liars moving into, into, into positions of prominence. Or, or, I don't know, say John Kerry, who lied about his wartime service in Vietnam, or for that matter, Richard Blumenthal, who lied about being in Vietnam at all? I mean, who told stories that made him sound like Rambo, roaming around the Mekong Delta, and who never left New Jersey or wherever he's from? Can't be having liars like that representing the American people. Or or how about Cory Booker, the, the darling of the new left? The, the, the second coming of Obama himself, the, the quote, centrist, ultra-liberal, former mayor of Newark, New Jersey, and now senator, and at one point, uh, generally considered to be a presidential hopeful, who 
told elaborate stories about his liaison with a, a streetwise drug dealer named T-Bone, who seems not to have existed inconveniently, back when people still fact-checked people like Cory Booker, or people like, say, hypothetically, a woman who claimed to have spent a few hours pinned down by sniper fire at an airfield in Tuzla, Bosnia, during the Serbian or the Yugoslav Civil War, why, yes, that would be almost president of the United States and smartest woman in human history, Hillary Clinton, who rattled off an elaborate tale about having been pinned down by Serbian sniper fire at an airport that was, in fact, besieged by snipers from at one point. In fact, everything was true about her story except the fact that she had not been there during that particular episode. Was never pinned down by snipers. Did not have a security detail that had to work overtime to get out of the country alive. Other than that, sure, no problem. Or, 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 Elizabeth Warren. Uh, A woman who literally, according to experts in genealogy, has exactly the same share of Native American ancestry as I have of African-American ancestry. Kid you not. 23andMe says seven generations back, I've got a sub-Saharan African uh, DNA relation of some kind or another. Long since lost to family history. And that is within a generation of Elizabeth Warren's Native American heritage. Six generations at the least back in the past. Which she wrote to, by the way, to becoming the first <laughs> law professor of color at Harvard University. Something she she wore almost like an artificial war bonnet. I say that with all snide sarcasm. Or Hilaria Baldwin claiming to be from Latin America. Or, or, or well, Ilhan Omar claiming not to have married her brother. I mean... Yes, we should do something about all the filthy liars that are trying to represent us in Washington, D.C. and everywhere else. I couldn't agree with you more. George Lopez and everyone else that I just ran down the list of. Get out of public life. Oh, man, I haven't even gotten to my first story yet today. Go to I'll be right back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerislein, our guest like bow hunting expert, Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick, Sharon Staler. Join us for Outdoor News Radio. Every Sunday morning at 8 on our sister station, Freedom 1570. 
What's got Santa and his reindeer dancing with joy? Savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa from Master Pool and Spa, Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. We have nearly 40 different models to choose from. Many are on display at our St. Louis Park showroom or visit our website at masterpoolandspa.com. Free delivery to your home or cabin and trade-ins are welcome. We'll even haul away your old spa. Ho, ho, hot tub. Savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa from Master Pool and Spa. And our 20 years of experience guarantees you the perfect spa. 0% financing till 2024. Get savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Master Pool and Spa. 394 in Louisiana. 952-253-0665. 952-253-0665. Or visit masterpoolandspa.com. That's masterpoolandspa.com. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Hewitt, social media censorship. So here's a question for Elon Musk and Barry Weiss. Were any political candidates, either in the U.S. or elsewhere, subject to shadow banning while they were running for office or seeking re-election? Elon Musk answers quite simply, yes. Do you realize how hard it is to run for office? The difficulty of getting people to notice you and to raise money and to get your message out, whether it's school board or president and everyone in between. And then to have a little band of left-wing ideological fanatics in the Twitter C-suite shadow banning you and blocking you and doing it secretly and you disappear. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on hosts and search for whatever's on your mind you'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. Thousands of young people are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl. Never take a pill unless it comes from your pharmacist. We lost my 18-year-old son who had a very bright future ahead of him, and it was stolen. Just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill. Visit OnePillKilled.org. OnePillKilled.org. OnePillKilled.org to learn more. 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join us. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Yeah, bad year for musicians uh, leaving us too early. Before the break, of course, uh, Taylor Hawkins, drummer for Foo Fighters, and before that, Alanis Morissette. Yes, we're going back 30 years to get them all in. Young drummer. <laughs> mid-50s, yeah. Still not sure what took him. By, by the way, right now, this particular song going back also 50 years, it's Jim Seals of uh, Seals and Crofts. For those of you who remember soft rock of the early 70s, this actually, kid you not, first time I was allowed to have a transistor radio when I was 12, I turned on the first song, WDAY in Fargo. I was homesick from school, and they needed something to keep me occupied. So what the heck? They let me listen to the outside world a little bit. And the first song I heard of all of pop music history was, why, yes, this one here. Now, I'm a good punk rock, rock and rolling kind of guy. And yet I have just the faintest little bit of sentiment for this, this song, because, why, yes, it is the first. All right, that's enough. Northern Alliance Radio Network, KM12A, The Patriot. Uh, Hope not to be too much of a bummer. But on the other hand, there's a lot of people who passed away this year who left us some great music. 
and some music that's just sentimental favorites. And, and why distinguish, really? 651-289-4488, the number to call. So, a story I actually wanted to get to. I mean, I just spent two segments talking about, about the war, not on Christmas, per se, but on nostalgia, on tradition, on memory. And it's going to continue because it's this war has just begun. They stripping people of their traditions strips them of it's so much about how they approach the present and the future. I think it was Orwell in 1984 who said, "Yeah, he he who controls the past controls the future. He who controls the present controls the past." And when the people who control the present try and shout the past down out of existence, it's not because they're just a bunch of cynics. It's because they want to control the future and give you no basis for contesting their control of the future. At any rate, much more on that to come here because the war for the American mind is is going to be going on long after we're gone here, uh, unless there's some major, major change in things here. Uh, this past week, of course, we started seeing as we head towards the new year and the starting of the new legislative session, a, a look ahead at... The legislators were going to be seeing in action this coming year. Inevitably, the Star Tribune had an article uh, who, in, in saying in, in large type, incoming Minnesota legislature will be the most diverse ever. And whenever I see this, I think, okay. Inevitably, when I see someone on the left referring to, quote, diversity, end quote, I, I'm reminded of the remarks of, of the great Alan Dershowitz, who... 30-some years ago, actually probably back in the 1980s, uh, who, who said that, referring to Harvard Law School, but really it could be referring to the Star Tribune, and for that matter, the DFL, pardon the redundancy, their idea of diversity as well, because they're all the same ideas of diversity. And I quote, your idea of diversity is someone with different color skin or in a skirt who thinks exactly the same as you. Now, I'm not sure if the Star Tribune noted the fact that, uh, well, I'll let if you look at, by the way, there's a piece I wrote this past week called Paging Alan Dershowitz. And it, it led with the that front page from the Star Tribune, labeled, headlined, and I quote, Incoming Minnesota legislature will be the most diverse ever. And, of course, it, it led with the, the poster child for, or the, I guess the poster legislator adult for diversity, uh, Leah Finke, who is the new uh, newly elected representative from District 66A, my old district, by the way, although I've been districted out of it for 10 years now, uh, the, the, the Como area, uh, that, that part of St. Paul and South Roseville, right around Lake Como, uh, she, transgender woman, pink hair, uh, the, the whole idea. I mean, just flies. Someone whose entire uh, public image is designed to fly in the face of convention and tradition. That's fine. She got elected. So there you have it. Uh, they, they picture five people on the, the, the cover of this article. You have Leah Finke, the first uh, transgender representative in the U.S. Uh, in the Minnesota House. You have a woman. I, I don't I, I believe uh, she's I can't remember the name. <laughs> uh, she's quite clearly Muslim. She's she's wearing a hijab. She appears to be Somali. A woman who appears to be uh, just judging by social cues. Uh, lesbian, a woman who, uh, I mean, a fairly normal 
standard issue African American woman. I mean, she's got the the cute afro and and so forth. So she's 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 the the, the friendly African American woman. Uh, not to take anything away from her, except well, we'll come back to that. And of course, uh, Aaron May Quaid, former lieutenant governor candidate, back in office down in Apple Valley or Lakeville or wherever, who. Uh, wraps herself in in the fact. Well, she's she's married to a woman, and she's uh, com- uh, presents herself as being of some form of color or another, and being indistinguishable from uh, at so, from some distance from Lieutenant Governor uh, Peggy Flanagan. At any rate, uh, the the article says the subhead, I should say, by for the article by Ryan Faircloth and Jesse Van Berkel uh, says, and I quote. Minnesota's incoming legislature will be the most diverse ever with several history makers in its ranks. In its ranks. And yeah, you've got some history makers. Leah Finke, certainly the first transgender woman. We have a record number of, of Muslims in the Minnesota House. A record number, I believe, of women. Although, interesting to point out that all of the women they point out, and, and they only apparently refer to women in their article, they're all... Democrats, they're all DFL, not just DFLers, mind you, but urban, progressive, far left, dare I say, crypto Maoist DFLers. I mean, I'm not sure if the Star Tribune in its article, because I'm not going to pay their pay uh, paywall, uh, noted the fact that the House minority leader, uh, the minority leader, and several other incoming GOP freshmen, including our good friend Walter Hudson, are in fact Republicans of color. But I suspect that most of them echo the words of a good friend of this show, former representative and now Senator Eric Lucero, who, why, yes, as he points out, is, and I quote, a Hispanic minority myself married to an Indian minority. I categorically reject the Democrat definition. Diversity equals skin color. I firmly hold to the truth content of character over color of skin, and true diversity equals diversity of thought and ideas. Which is the sort of thing that that almost word for word that Martin Luther King said 60 years ago and is a sentiment that today's DFL and today's mainstream media pardon the redundancy actively and completely disparage. It's entirely possible that the article by Ryan Faircloth and Jesse Van Burkle may have pointed out that, in fact, some of the leaders and most prominent new members of the Republican caucus in both the House and the Senate are, in fact, quote, people of color. But see, they represent something that the DFL... Well, that the Star Tribune will not acknowledge that true diversity is intellectual and political diversity. And that if the DFL acknowledged it, they would melt literally, figuratively, not literally, but figuratively melt down like the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz. I'm melting. I could practically see Ken Martin if he had to acknowledge the fact that actual diversity is diversity of the mind, of the intellect, of politics, of point of view. I could see Ken Martin collapsing into a pile of steaming clothing on the floor of the St. Paul Bar and Grill. 
or wherever they hang out these days. It used to be the big political hangout. Perhaps they all find some place that they're able to socially distance in their mask. I don't know. But as per normal, the Star Tribune and the DFL's idea of diversity is a bunch of people who, once you get past their hair color, their headscarves, their personal lives aren't diverse at all. These are people for whom when Tim Waltz, or really, let's be honest, Ken Martin, says jump, they will say, off what? That's not diversity. That's uniformity. That's lockstep marching like a bunch of people who are no more diverse than the minions of Despicable Me. At any rate, we'll see how that works out in real life as we go forward here. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Feel free to join me. You can also join me on Twitter, Gab Parler, MeWe, and Getter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N show. Why, yes, Christine McVie. Oh, no, this is Olivia Newton-John. My favorite cover first, by the way. Her covering George Harrison. What can go wrong? Northern Alliance, AM1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Some days I feel so down, I can barely get out of bed. Is this depression? Mental Health Minnesota is here to help seven days a week with resources, peer support, online screenings, connections to treatment, and crisis services. It's anonymous, confidential, and free of charge. Whether you're living with a mental health condition, are concerned about someone you love, or could use some support, Mental Health Minnesota is here for you. MentalHealthMN.org. Sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. 
C.S. Lewis once said, education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. AM twelve A The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget, former NBC sideline reporter uh, uh, Michelle Tafoya hosting Sideline Sanity. Go to SalemPodcastNetwork.com or watch each episode on YouTube. That's, that's how I like to check out Sideline Sanity. By the way, before the break, I think, I think Olivia Newton-John's If Not For You, one of the other songs I heard the first time I ever turned on the radio. It was a big week for me back in 1974, 25 years ago. That's right. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, lead singer of this band. What band? That's Terry Hall of The Specials. Ska music, night before ska was annoying. That's right. One of the great uh, bands of the early, actually late 1970s. They used to tour with The Clash back when ska was on the brink of becoming mainstream, back before... Oh, back before, back before Ivy League uh, p- pretenders uh, ha- hijacked the entire genre. That was uh, Terry Hall, lead singer of uh, of the Specials, uh, departed us this past year, of course, along with Olivia Newton John. That's all of our music today. Is uh, artists who left this mortal coil this last year uh, could only get in, I think, twelve of them. Yeah, during the availabilities we had during the show here today. The entire list, by the way, is out on the shotinthedark.info on the show post. It's called I Heard It on the Narn. And really the only thing on it right now is the set list, the the, the list from today's show. So go out and check it out. If you like the music, uh, we've heard from many people. They like our music better than any, that of any other show uh, anywhere on Twin Cities Talk Radio. And that's that's accurate. It should actually – you, you should. You should see it that way because we do have the best music in Twin Cities Talk Radio. All due respect to Brad and Jack. Anyway, I, I learned one thing this last year, and it's really – it's something I've had reiterated to me last year, but it, it, it came through even bigger and louder this past year. And that is my satirical predictions are much more accurate than my real predictions. Let me explain. I, it's almost 20 years ago, probably 15 years ago, I started codifying Berg's Law. Berg's Law is, of course, the satirical observations about mostly, but not entirely, political behavior that on further review, have turned out to actually be universal, uh, universally true in their description of actual human behavior, mostly, but not entirely, with regard to politics. For example, uh, it's worth pointing out that uh, Berg's fourth law of media sports inversion is in full effect right now. The Minnesota Vikings, no matter what their standings, at what point in the season, the Minnesota Vikings will remain, if they become contenders, they will remain contenders only until the first shred of optimism on the part of the Twin Cities media springs forth. Now, so far, the Twin Cities media 
have been pretty measured in their praise of the of the very much outperforming Minnesota Vikings this year. And by the way, this is true of all Minnesota teams. Any Minnesota team could be a contender until the Twin Cities media actually starts saying, they're contenders. They're going to go all the way this year. Boom. Out of there. Sometime between the first round of playoffs, well, they'll either it, it, it either involve a late-season stall-out that leaves them out of the playoffs, like many uh, further previous years of the Minnesota Twins, or one and done in the playoffs of whatever league they're in, whether it's the, the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, MLB, uh, soccer, whatever. Or it could be the down to the championship game. Other than our two years of the Minnesota Twins, which defied were the exceptions that proved the rule, because I don't think anyone really believed that they were going to do it down to the last moment. I mean, it's completely improbable both times. 1987-1991, for the kids, ask your parents. The Twins won a couple World Series back before most of you were born. But the it doesn't matter. Once the Twin Cities media starts to think the Twins are, or the Vikings or whomever are going to go all the way, it's over. And so far, I think someone got to them and said, read Berg's fourth law, absorb it, practice it. I think it's working. Fingers crossed. Knock wood. We'll see. Vikings are outperforming. They're outkicking their coverage figuratively and literally uh, completely this year. So Berg's fourth law is going to get its sternest test here. We shall see. By the way, the only exception in the last 20 years has been the Minnesota Lynx because nobody expected them to win and nobody cared. Sorry, God love you, Minnesota Lynx. I've been to a game or two of yours uh, on guest tickets. Fine and dandy. I'm glad you all have are making livings at this. Just cannot quite. You can tell Minnesota sports is at its trough when you see morning sportscasters trying to gin up some enthusiasm for the Lynx, which, by the way, are, are not in the running this year, apparently. Their, their, their time in the sun came and went. Anyway, my satirical predictions are the ones that are actually the most accurate. For example, this past election, I predicted satirically, and it was the only prediction I could really get behind, was that if the DFL, given all the money from outside, mostly outside Minnesota, that the DFL was spending, if they won the statewide races by less than eight points, it was a moral loss. And sure enough, they won the governor's race by eight points, and I think it's fair to say they took moral, if not political, defeats in the attorney general and state auditor races. I mean, Keith Ellison got by by the skin of his teeth and Julie Whiteclaw Blaha. I mean, it's too soon. At any rate, my predictions, satirical though they were, were the most accurate predictions in the state and certainly the most accurate I made. I have predicted semi-satirically that Minnesota, uh, that the DFL will take this purported $17 billion surplus and turn it, which, by the way, is all one-time or stimulus spending that's going away or sales taxes on stimulus-fueled consumer spending that is go, has gone away or inflation, inflation uh, pumping up the tax receipts on spending that happens from whatever source. And that's going to go, well, that the inflation's not going away. But there's no more stimuli coming in, either directly or indirectly. The Fed isn't pumping more money into the state because for, for, of COVID. They're not giving people $600 a month in stimulus checks like they were during COVID. 
which all got spent and all got taxed and all got bumped into the surplus. Anyway, my satirical but also absolutely true prediction is the DFL trifecta will turn every dime of it into permanent spending, except for some token amount going into, quote, Walt's checks, which, yes, that little toad. I'm sorry. I the more I learn about Tim Waltz, the less I like. He will call them Waltz checks in much the same way as Kim Jong-un puts up posters of himself in all public spaces in North Korea. Kim, uh, Kim, Kim, Tim Waltz <laughs> will call giving out taxpayer money to favored classes of taxpayers, Waltz checks. At any rate, and, and by the way, this so they will turn it all into permanent spending just in time for the economy to go into recession and leaving the state on the hook for all of this permanent spending that the revenue will not anymore support. So my prediction is that we will have a multi-billion dollar, perhaps ten billion, six to $10 billion deficit by 2026, maybe 2024 at this rate, because it's the DFL for crying out loud. Anyway, Governor Waltz, by the way, released his plan to uh, address <laughs> rampant fraud in his executive branch. Uh, long story short, He's going to hire more bureaucrats and transfer money, more money to the political class. His proposal, according to Alpha News, calls for expanding the Office of Grants Management in the Department of Administration and the Internal Controls Team at Minnesota Management and Budget. He also wants to uh, have an inspector general uh, at the Minnesota Department of Education. So let me get this straight. And Bill Glan, I believe, put it this way quite capably himself. He said, to fight fraud in the executive branch controlled by Tim Waltz, Tim Waltz wants to install more bureaucrats that report to Tim Waltz. Yeah. Anybody see a problem with any of this? Anybody see a problem with creating more bureaucrats who, by the way, are going to be good DFLers, enforcing DFL policy uh, to report to the, the governor? No problem there. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A. The pay- well, yes, Meatloaf died last year, so... Be right back. Don't get left out in the cold. Slow start to no start. Full service battery has you covered this winter. From your SUV to your UTV, plow truck to snowmobile, full service battery has the right product at the right price. They have batteries in stock. So stop by or look them up today at FullServiceBattery.com. Don't get left out in the cold this winter. Go to FullServiceBattery.com. What's got Santa and his reindeer dancing with joy? Savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa from Master Pool and Spa, Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. We have nearly 40 different models to choose from. Many are on display at our St. Louis Park showroom or visit our website at masterpoolandspa.com. Free delivery to your home or cabin and trade-ins are welcome. We'll even haul away your old spa. 
ho-ho hot tub. Savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa from Master Pool and Spa. And our 20 years of experience guarantees you the perfect spa. 0% financing till 2024. Get savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Master Pool and Spa, 394 in Louisiana. 952-253-0665. 952-253-0665. Or visit masterpoolandspa.com. That's masterpoolandspa.com. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. C.S. Lewis once said, Education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM 1280, The Patriot is... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.